for an upcoming wedding or vacation? Do you want beautifully long and healthy hair for the summer? Forever Locks is a natural blend of vitamin B6, folic acid, and biotin to help strengthen your nails, grow healthier hair, and give your skin a natural glow. See how Forever Locks will make your hair thicker, shinier, and help your hair grow faster. Beautiful hair is Forever Locks hair. Visit us at ever. LOX.com. Five Links has helped customers live better lives since 2001 by offering life-enhancing products and services. We were recognized by Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest-growing private companies in the United States nine straight years. Direct Selling News, the direct sales industry's premier publication, named Five Links, to its global 100 list of largest direct sales companies in the world in 2012 and 2013. Stop by my website, www.5links, 
L-I-N-X dot net forward slash L five nine seven eight nine eight. Family Law Attorney, Bernal Ojeda, practicing 26 years, licensed in California. Email Bernal, B-E-R-N-A-L, Ojeda, O-J-E-D-A, at ymail.com if you have issues with custody, support, or questions regarding divorce. At Business Unit Execution, we have a unique certification for small and large businesses. We measure business unit performance and provide methods to identify their gaps through online assessments so businesses don't have to guess what their people are doing wrong. They'll know how to fix their problems through this proven measurement technique. We also provide in giving professionals a practical online method to promote themselves in their career. We offer business unit manager certification and PMO director certification, which professionals could finish in just three hours online. Check us out at buexecution.com. Rise from the mice, my eyes look 
be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing if you're waiting for that perfect perfect moment that perfect timing it's not going to happen you know what you have to do you have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation that a lot of people become comfortable they stop growing, they stop wanting anything, they, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like, jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that, which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. 
There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on E. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. I love that piece. I found that on YouTube, so if you enjoy it too, you can go out to YouTube. It's Eric Thomas, Ray Lewis, and Les Brown, all motivational speakers, and it's a compilation of different speeches that they had, um, and it's been put together. I love it. It's a masterful piece. It keeps me motivated, and each time I play it, someone lets me know that it motivates them too, so I'll definitely keep that as part of the show. Love it, love it, love it. We're getting ready for Miss Lois Powers with her current event poetry. I know you all have been enjoying that. Hello, Miss Powers. How are you? Fine, Catherine. How are you today? I okay, I'm ready to start. 
Go ahead. My first poem is about the pilot that was burned to death last week in the Middle East. Burn, burn to a crisp. You burn, you burn my body, but you didn't. You did burn my soul. You watched in merriment. You watched in glee. You were mesmerized by the fire. I burn, I burn, leaving my ashes for all to see. You showed no mercy. You showed no remorse. The Almighty was there to comfort me and to receive my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for easing my grief. Thank you, God, for wrapping your loving arms around me. The living God is going to hold my tormentors accountable for their despicable deed. You're going to answer, and you will pay. Pay for all the grief you caused my family on that awful day. That awful day you tormented me. When you wake up at night and can't get back to sleep, do you weep? Do you weep? My death was a painful one. It doesn't compare to what you're going to reap before your life is done. You let Satan make a jackass out of you. Repent, repent before the Creator smites you. I guess you don't care. You're going to hell and burn forever there. I praise God for creating me and giving me the victory. You torch my body, but you couldn't touch my soul. Burn, burn to a crisp. The next poem I'm going to do is about Whitney Houston's daughter, Bobby Christina, the greatest love of all. Our hearts and prayers go out to you. Without a mother and close companion, you became confused in life and didn't know what to do. Life is full of hurdles. You have to be strong in order to climb through all the hurdles coming at you. You traveled this journey. You have to be made of iron. Prayers, prayers, and Almighty God at your side is the only thing that's lasting, that's dependable for you. Your mother left you at a tender young age. A huge devastation placed on you. Her pipes were phenomenal. She sang, she sang like a mockingbird, often singing to you. She left you a beautiful legacy. Your mother sang in front of millions and made movies, too. An odd con to be proud of. She did it all for you. She met an untimely death, sadly leaving you to carry on. Bobby, Christina, your mother is now at peace and sweet rest. Believe in yourself. You're too young to give up on life and die. The universe is praying. They're on their knees. Guardian angels surround you day and night. God cares. He'll make everything right. Don't be afraid of the darkness. The darkness brings peace and sleep. Sunshine comes in the morning to brighten up the day, to light, to light up your path and show you the right way. Bobby, Christina, life, life, your beautiful life is waiting for you. My last poem is about Mr. Suge Knight. Mr. Knight, you showed no respect for the law that governed our land and you. You ran over a man twice with your car because you had no respect and did not value the pedestrian's life. Your bail is set at $2 million. 
No sweat. You can really easily pay that at the drop of a hat. Mr. Knight, you keep getting away with murder. They fail to pin anything on you. Sooner or later, the piper will catch up with you to collect his due. You're not bigger than life. You're unable to walk in the master's shoes. When you sit in jail, you'll be able to reflect back on your life. How many folks have you crushed and kicked to the dust? How many little folks were bullied by you? You don't walk on water. You can't change water into wine. So start behaving like a human being, or you're going to serve some time. Everyone needs a vacation. Yours will be behind bars. All your millions won't save you. And you and O.J. can pass the time reminiscing and rapping about the good times. Think about the freedom your money can't buy, freedom you no longer enjoy, or the fresh air that is no longer there for you to breathe. Life is a bitch to those who throw it away. In a twinkling of an eye, Mr. Knight, you let Satan come in and rule your life. You forgot to worship the Creator, the Almighty God, who created and gave life to you. You can get my poems by sending them to Post Office Box 558, Glen Olin, Pennsylvania, 19036. The poems are $5 each, and they come laminated. Again, that Post Office Box is 558, Glen Olin, Pennsylvania, 19036, and thank you. All right, Ms. Powers, we'll see you back here on next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Peace and love, world. It's your man, Tayanis, and you are now listening to my new single, Stronger Soul Sister, exclusively on This Needs to Be Said Radio. So don't touch that down. That means don't go nowhere. We here with my girl, DJ Butterscotch. Keep on rocking, baby. Struggle trying to bring life to your vision See, I know this well is vicious, but you strong Taking care of business and your home Say cut this song, cause it's your song See, I know he did you wrong, you passed that Cause you grown, holding it down on your own And solid as an earth stone Even when your back's against that wall Your instinct takes over So you can conquer all And I have nothing but respect for your elegant intellect Don't let this world get you down Get that weight up off your chest Cause when you stay prayed up Blessings come down, carry yourself just like a queen Then kings will come around, infatuated with her aura Can't do nothing but adore her So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for her. So put your ones up, for sisters' elevation Cause if God made us, let's take care of God's grace Ain't no Can you but she faith never gives up She holds it down, works all day and night If she's gotta come what may, and she'll say Soul sister, manifesting inspiration when my spirit needs that lift up. I know this well is vicious, but you strong. I have feelings that lie way deeper than digging the love zone. It's something about your vibe that should be treasured. Her soul side lives in her mission. Her presence is my pleasure. I know her past was aggressive. 
It left her in question Where will all that stress in So she can receive that blessing But overall, my queen walks tall Her love's out of this world Like solar system stars I wanna be where you are No Michael To be that man of faith That puts her into all your bad cycles Infatuated with her aura Can't do nothing but adore her So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for her So put your ones up for sister's elevation, cause if God made us, let's take care of God's Ain't no Can you see what she faced, never gives up, she holds it down, works all day and night, if she's gotta come what may, and she'll say, it makes her strong, 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 that much stronger, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister, Beautiful soul sister, yeah. hey yeah yeah, for my sister, so strong. All right, yeah, said put your ones up in the air put for my sister. You know you're strong. You know you're strong. Said put your ones up in the air for my sister. You know you're strong. Put your ones up in the air for my sister. You know you're strong. Up in the air for, for my sisters, sisters. just so strong. Oh, yeah, my sister, beautiful, beautiful soul sister. sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, my sister, beautiful, beautiful soul, soul sister. sister. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my, my. Don't let this world get you down. Get that weight up off your chest. Hey, yeah, 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 soul sister. W. Kelly, author of The College Myth, claims that for many college graduates, the promise of a college education providing a good-paying job is no longer viable. He shows how college debt is negatively impacting far too many graduates' lives. Gene claims many students should not go to college but should become a highly skilled trades worker. Gene went from a C-plus student in high school to a first-generation millionaire next door by learning multiple trade skills. Find out Gene's secrets. Download his free ebook at www.thecollegemyth.com and jumpstart your career today. Tired of dealing with advertisement agencies and their high prices? Well, I've got a solution for you. I will make an ad for your business quick and professionally. Not only are they under $5, but they will be done in under 48 hours or your order is free. Order any of my products in the next five days and get a second one free. Contact me by phone at 541-730-5981. That's 541-730-5981. I will get back to you within the day. Just leave a number. Hurry before the buy one, get one sale is gone. Represent your business professionally without breaking the bank. Need a customized website, logo, business cards, or flyers? LakeishaMoore.com is the answer. She's professional, responsive, and friendly. Email 
booking at LakeishaMoore.com for references, work samples, and prices. Lakeisha believes every business is unique, and your website and marketing materials should be too. That's L-E-K-I-S-H-A-M-O-O-R-E dot com. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said and being a part of our growth almost six years. May will make six years that we've been doing this show online, and we've stepped out into the world of television before, and we're doing it again with your support. One of the things that have been asked of me over the years, what is your show about? And, yes, I talk about, like, many things. I support different kinds of people, different genres of music, different business backgrounds. I've had different commentators on the show. But what is the common thing? Yes, I talk about exposing the elephants in the room, but what does that mean? What it really means is finding your own truth. What's truth, Catherine, may not be for you. Now, that doesn't mean that some of what works for me and what, some of what works for you we couldn't exchange and now build our new belief system. But every day we're exploring, no matter what age we are, mentally we're exploring, whether we take action on it or not, we're exposed to different things if we open our eyes and our mind to it. Now let's use religion because religion is a, a huge thing. Politics would be a close second. But religion, if you're a Christian or a Muslim or a Buddhist, you firmly believe in the principles that you practice. And so for a Christian to tell a Muslim that their way is wrong, no one's open to the discussion. However, if a Christian and a Muslim could just share, hey, this is what I practice in my faith and this is why I believe the way I do, it's not about converting the other person. It's just sharing information. It's an open-ended conversation. It's about allowing other people to draw their own conclusions. The Christian may say, I'm still a Christian, but I like some of the that the Muslim is into and some of their practices. Like, I, you know, he talked to me about the dietary um, concerns about eating pork. So I don't eat pork because of that. That doesn't make me Muslim, but on the health side of it, I gained something from my brother or sister in Christ, right? So the same thing, having a ritual. Maybe the Buddhists can teach the Christian or the Muslim, how to meditate, whatever. But it's not about converting you. It's just being open to the information that's presented to you and deciding for yourself if it's something that you can practice or not. You can take in the information and you can think about it and you can say, I don't necessarily believe that way or that won't help me or let me try it and see. But you're saying this to no one in particular. You're saying it to yourself. You're deciding for yourself what is true for you. You grew up in a household, whether you grew up with both parents or one parent or you grew up with an aunt or uncle or you grew up with your grandparents. You grew up in a home, whether it was foster care or whatever home you grew up in, there were guardians there. And those guardians gave you basically the lay of how things go in their house, what the rules are, what the truth of this household is. As for me and my house, we will, and you fill in the rest of it, correct? So you had these rules that you were governed by, and you knew to be home by curfew because in your house it's bad if you came home after curfew. In your house you may have not been able to date until you were 16. Those were the rules in your house. You may have decided at that point when I become a parent, I'm going to change that rule in my house. My child, I have to wait till they're 20, whatever. But you, are, you started somewhere with your guardians, 
They showed you what their rules were. And some of those things, you began to develop your own truth. Well, when I become a parent, I'm not doing that. When I become a parent, I'm going to keep this. This helped me. If it's spanking your kids and you feel like it worked for you, you're going to spank your kids because it works. You are developing your own beliefs, whether you realize it or not. So what I do with my show is I help people to continue to do that, to continue to discover their truth. And guess what? Sometimes what was true for you last year may not be true for you this year. That's why we get into trouble trying to hold people to a past that we knew them for. Yes, this person used to be a murderer, or so they say, right? And, well, I don't know. I'm not going to trust myself being around this person because they used to be a murderer, and I chose something very extreme because we have limits as humans on what we forgive and what we don't forgive. And if we believe in this universe, we believe in this supreme being, we believe in God who forgives everything. He doesn't say, oh, I forgive everybody except for murderers. He forgives everyone. Now, what does that forgiveness look like? Okay? That's an open-ended question. You have to come up with that. Maybe within yourself you just said, okay, I remember what you did and I forgive you. However, I won't put myself in a situation for me to be your next victim. And you're not saying that to anyone in particular but yourself. See, these conversations we have with this needs to be said are not about you talking to someone and saying, hey, you know I don't trust you because I don't feel comfortable around you. You know within yourself I don't feel safe around this person or I don't feel safe in these situations, so I won't place myself alone with this person or I won't place myself in this particular situation. Now, you can give off the energy of I forgive you, but in that forgiveness you're preparing yourself not to be in a situation where unforgiveness can happen again. Go back to my extreme example of the murderer. If this person likes killing people down dark alleys on rainy nights, don't find yourself on a dark alley with this person on a rainy night, right? You may be able to see this person in a crowded place and have coffee with them and be just fine. Whatever the circumstances was around this person murdering, you don't know if they were defending themselves or defending their honor or what it was. We just know they kill somebody, and boy, that's scary to me, you know? So we, we form our opinions about people and we hold them hostage, but that was true for them then. What's true for them this year, and are you open to accepting the new information that will be delivered? Or are you going to have in the back of your mind, this person is lying? Now we have two truths. This person used to be a murderer, according to what they say, and you're open to new information, so you say. There are two truths that are happening here. And you have a responsibility on how you handle your information. And responsibility may be a weighty word, but all I'm saying is if we know that this person used to kill people in dark alleys on rainy nights, we just don't want to find out if that's true by testing the theory by being in a dark alley on a rainy night with this person. However, you don't want to make them feel bad and ashamed because they are finding themselves in a better place that they believe. They believe they're in a better place, and it may not look to us that they're in a better place, but it's not up to us to judge because how do you find your own truth if you're going by what other people say? So the person who's a murderer that we may be kind of iffy about, they're discovering their truth. Flip that around and say you're the person that was the murderer. How would you feel if you feel like you've changed your ways, you firmly believe you have discovered in the truth, and people are shunning you? People will not give you a chance. They won't let you have a job. They won't be your friend. They won't let you live in their community. What do you feel? How do you think? Because everyday people are discovering the error of their ways. 
they may not be discovering in the way that you want them to, or we may not be changing in the way other people expect us to because we're discovering our own truth. And in this society, I know I'm saying a lot, in this society it's hard for you to find your truth when society is telling you what's right and what's wrong and everybody's buying into that. However, when everybody goes into their individual homes and closes their doors, you can't tell them how their house should be governed. Your curfew for your kids may be 8 p.m., and the other household's curfew may be 9 p.m. They're not bad because their kids get to stay out later, and these people aren't too strict because their child has to come in earlier. That is their truth. That's what works for their family. They may need to have their child in at 8 o'clock because they have to go to bed early because they get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. They want to make sure their children has been fed, homework is done, and that they're in bed sleeping soundly before they have to leave. This person may come in at 9 o'clock. Their curfew for their child is 9 o'clock is because that gives the child enough time to burn out whatever anxiety, energy that they have because they have ADHD. And when they get home to the parent, they're all burned out from excess energy and they're able to focus when they get home, whatever the reason is. Each household, each person has their own truth. So what do I do with this show? I help you to find your own truth. I have this open-ended conversation with you about politics, religion, relationships, business, parenting, sex. You name it. If it touches your life, we talk about it, and we leave an open-ended conversation for you to go back and use the information we've shared or not. Or to take a, a combination of the information we've shared and make a new combination for yourself, just as you did from your parents' home. You liked some of their rules. You didn't like some of their rules. Some stuff you swore, I would never do that And when I grow up. I will never do that when I have a parent. I will, when I have kids, when I become a parent, I will never do that when I have my own place. I'm going to do things that make sense because in that, in that conversation you're having with yourself, you're discovering your truth. You're deciding what works for you and what, what doesn't work for you, period. What works for you is what we do here for you. We help you find your truth. Open-ended conversation. We hope that we get your support for the TV talk show campaign. We have 50 more days. So, yes, I am counting down. It was a 60-day campaign, so we have 10 days gone now. We've raised $156. People are sharing the link. If you want to know where the link is, go out to the TNTS talk show fan page on Facebook, and you'll see the, social, you'll see the link so you can share on social media. And the best thing to do is to click the link yourself and go to our actual campaign, and that way you can share on Google+, Twitter, and Facebook. You can share on all your social media outlets right there, and that way you've shared our information in three different areas, and you're helping to get the word out. And I want to tell you, $1 contributions go a long way. As a single mom, I've learned how to make money stretch for many years. I have kids in their 20s, and I still have one that's 14 years old, and I've learned how to make money stretch. And we have everything in place. Everything is set to go. The last thing we need to do is raise the funds. I know where we're going to shoot, and I know that I want a studio audience, and that's going to be allowed. I know who's going to do the taping for us. I know who's going to do hair and makeup. I know every part of the outline. So your financial contribution and others that you know supporting this show, based here in Charlotte, North Carolina, to find their truth, and it's not, it's, it could be kind of therapy, I guess, but it's a way to edutain you, to kind of laugh at yourself and think, you know what, I could change up a little bit. It's like getting a new hairdo, okay? Finding your truth is like getting a new hairdo. That sounds fun, right? But the contributions of you as well as the people you know, $1 at a time is going to help us reach this goal to get to our first 13 episodes. So the theme of this needs to be said on radio and on television as we explain. Expose the elephants. I was about to explore. Expose the elephants. We are helping you to find your truth. 
Up next is Daily Dose of Weird News with Darren Marlar. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson said Tuesday that he had no problem with the call to throw a pass that became the ill-fated interception in Super Bowl 49 and gave the New England Patriots a 28-24 victory. Wilson said, I had no doubt in the play call. I still don't to this day. Really? How could you not have any doubt on what you did when what you did proved to be wrong? I mean, I can only assume that Russell Wilson is the kind of guy that sticks a fork in a toaster to retrieve the bread, gets electrocuted, and then immediately does it again because he had no doubt it was the right thing to do. Well, if you watched the Super Bowl on Sunday, you weren't alone. Not by a long shot. In fact, the Super Bowl was the most watched Super Bowl ever. So, Russell Wilson, don't worry about it. Nobody saw the worst moment of your entire life, except for everybody. Britain's first police beekeeping club has launched to help officers in Scotland Yard's CO19 firearms unit keep calm. Publicity material for the club says the activity is ideal for stressed cops because it is a relaxing and rewarding hobby. Really? It's relaxing? You're working around bees. I mean, gunshots, fine, but you don't get an allergic reaction from bullets. Several UFOs have been spotted over nuclear power plants in France and Belgium over the last few months. Thus far, the media has reported that the UFOs are likely drones. However, the French government still doesn't know who they belong to. And a director of one of those nuclear power plants in France says whatever flew over his plant in October 2014 was not a drone. It was a UFO. No, it was a drone. Or, or maybe a weather balloon. You know, now that I think about it, it was probably swamp gas. Yeah, 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 de- definitely swamp gas. The claws came out during a Brazilian beauty pageant when an angry runner-up yanked the crown off that winner's head and threw it to the ground. The runner-up later claimed the pageant suffered from corruption and said the winner bought her way to the title. What is she complaining about? Jeez, I mean, they did vote you Miss Congeniality, after all. A wealthy Houston businesswoman married herself, but not before insisting on a seriously detailed prenup. Alabama authorities say a tractor-trailer crashed on Interstate 20 because the driver lost control while he was pulling one of his own teeth. The Alabama Highway Patrol says the truck driver told troopers he had taken his hands off the wheel to pull a loose tooth when he wrecked near Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Oh, man. Does it get any better than that? Uh, Anyway, take comfort, American drivers. These are the brave citizens out there on the highways with you, sometimes even performing amateur dentistry. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news anytime, anywhere at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can also download the free app for Apple or Android, subscribe to my YouTube channel, visit my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. Check it out at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. This is so easy from the comfort of your home. Finally, a way for average people to make up to $1,000 per week without all the hassle. No MLM, no cash gifting, no talking, and no computer needed. I do all the selling while you collect the money. Go to 
mailboxmiracle.com, 24-hour call line 518-530-1744, ID number 318. Again, that's mailboxmiracle.com. Recruiting now, you can make money or make excuses, but you can't do both. Hello ladies, are you a mother who's a homemaker or a mother who works from home or a mother who works out of the home? If yes is your answer, do check out this website called Mother's Forum at mothersforum.org. This is a four-year-old website where mothers share new ideas and tips about parenting, kids, child care, education, career, and much more. Join mothersforum.org now. Hey, this is Chris Jasper. When I need to hear what needs to be said, I tune into, yeah, you got it, this needs to be said. Searching for I've been searching for today. 
need to hear what needs to be said, I tune into This Needs to be Said. Undie Run is where a little crazy meets a lot of charity. Tumors suck, and we're here to fight them with the most fun event in the world. To learn more and participate, go to cupidsundierun.com. And to help Sweet Anna grow up happy and healthy, please donate or join our team of undie-clad runners at my.cupids.com. 
dot org forward slash Karsten K A R S T E N Ferguson F E R G U S O N. No one is predestined for deprivation. God didn't set it up that way. It's our flawed global economic platform which shoves innocent people into poverty. But there's a gateway into an inexhaustible cosmic storehouse. Step into it and your world will immediately change, turning your most treasured dreams into reality. So step in and grab a fantastic, fulfilling life. The easy steps into this abundance are revealed in the book, Prosperity and Success Attraction Secret Keys. Free copies available February 9th at Amazon. Search Amazon.com Prosperity and Success Attraction Secret Keys. Foods are not just functional to stay alive. They're a part of our social fabric. People do not want to give up their favorite foods. At Eat43Essentials.com, we do not cut out those favorites. We simply make them better. We provide people their favorite dishes with the 43 essential nutrients the body demands to grow, live, and heal daily. Our mantra, we make bad foods good, good foods great, and great foods outstanding. Apple oatmeal, breakfast rice, to vitamin teas and coffees. Take charge of your health and order yours today at eat43essentials.com. That's eat, the number 43, essentials.com. TLG Bridal is your one-stop bridal spa and salon. Currently, we're available in Texas, Louisiana, and New York City. If you want to be pampered on your special day by experienced bridal beauty professionals, TLG Bridal is your answer. Beauty is our passion. Brides are our calling. Visit us at tlgbridal.com or call us at 800-896-5649 for your free, no-obligation consultation. All right, I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Hope you enjoyed my finding your own truth part of the show. And we're going to develop, bring that out more so it's more prevalent so people aren't asking, what is your show about? It's the common theme of finding your own truth. Now, truth is a lot of people were watching the Grammys on last night, and I was watching them as well. And as I was watching and getting um, more acclimated to Twitter, I'm on Twitter, but getting out there having a conversation with someone, it seems kind of odd sometimes, but I found a place, and I'll share my one tip that I have. I found a place where people were talking and talking about the same thing because Twitter moves so fast. So I went over to the left of the screen, and I clicked on Grammys. I didn't know at the time what I was doing, but I found that this is what everybody in this hashtag was talking about, and I went there. And I was able to respond to people, and it showed me when they replied to me or if they retweeted me or if they favorited something that I said, which was pretty cool. So it didn't feel like I was out there talking to myself, but you're talking to people about stuff they want to talk about. And last night it was the Grammys. Now, my favorite part, for those of you who know me, know that I love Prince. I love Prince a whole, whole lot. So what I did 
when Prince came out to announce album of the year, I almost lost my cool. I was screaming because they didn't tell me. They didn't warn me that he was coming out. If you have a favorite part of the Grammys, send me a text message or tweet me because I'm on Twitter or send me a message on Facebook and let me know what was your favorite part of the Grammys last night. And if there was some stuff that you could have lived without, because some people have tweeted about that too, if there were some things that you could have lived without on last night, send me a message, let me know, or give me a call, 347-994-3320, because I know right now people are finishing up their, it's after lunchtime and you're, you know, winding your day down and you may not be able to call in because you're at work. But you can send me a message on Facebook or Twitter, and I will read it out on air and let people know what other people thought about what happened last night with the Grammys, good, bad, and indifferent. Plexus Slim, the most natural way to lose weight. Lose weight and inches by burning fat, not muscle. Plexus Slim helps keep blood sugar, cholesterol, and lipids at healthy levels. It helps increase your willpower over food and reduces binge eating. Plexus Slim is made from the best natural ingredients, no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. It is not a meal replacement or a shake. Plexus Slim comes in a stick packet that you simply mix in a bottle of water once a day and drink 30 minutes before a meal. That's it. And the best part, it tastes great. It has a delicious and refreshing cherry pomegranate flavor. Visit LiveTheSlimLife.com to order today. All products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. This is your girl, Kawana Jackson, and I'm rocking with Katherine Waddell on This Needs to Be Said.
Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. A tortoise was stolen from a farm in England twice in the same weekend. T.O. the tortoise was pocketed by a visitor in Fluxton Park Farm on Saturday afternoon, but was returned after the thief felt guilty. But just hours after the animal was returned, a second thief broke in and took T.O. and a second tortoise, Taylor. And who gets a tortoise for a pet? You get more personality from a pet rock. Robert Vanilla, he made his fiance Meredith at a Costco store in Santa Maria, California, so it felt natural for the couple to be married in the store, attended by family and friends. Costco allowed the wedding in the frozen food section after closing. Attendees said the mother-in-law seemed a bit cold towards the groom, but that might be because she was sitting on frozen chops. A British man who was walking his dog on the beach discovered a lump of whale vomit worth nearly $160,000. Ken Willman said it smelled horrible. I left it, came back home, and then looked it up on the internet. When I saw how much it could be worth, I went back and grabbed it. Apparently, whale vomit is used in the manufacture of perfume. Okay, well, there's one gift I'll be deleting from the Valentine's Day gift list. No more perfume. Cuba has released new photos of 88-year-old Fidel Castro to prove that he is still healthy. Next is a stint on Dancing with the Stars. When Facebook and Instagram went down for a bit recently, some in California panicked and called 911. See, now this is why America is not mentioned in Bible prophecy. Because we would never survive Armageddon. We would crumble into a heap of uselessness the instant we were unable to update our Facebook status with feeling left behind. Seattle residents can now purchase marijuana out of a vending machine. The Zazz Marijuana Vending Machine opened Tuesday morning at Seattle Caregivers, a medical marijuana dispensary. 
The company behind the vending machine says it's the first age-verifying, climate-controlled, self-service dispensary. Oh, yeah, I can just hear the baby boomers now. Why, when I was a lad, well, we didn't have those fancy newfangled pot vending machines. Oh, no, we had to buy our pot in bad neighborhoods downtown. And we were thankful. According to a new report, legal marijuana is the fastest-growing industry in the United States. And if the trend towards legalization spreads to all 50 states, marijuana could become larger than the organic food industry, which will then be traded in for Dr. Pepper and Funyuns. Or maybe Burger King. Burger King! They're going to be cage-free by 2017. Which is kind of too bad, because cage fighting is actually a good way to burn off those triple whoppers with cheese calories. At the conclusion of the Miss America 2015 beauty pageant in Brazil recently, a runner-up lunged at the winner, pulled the crown off her head, and then spiked it at the ground and stormed off the stage. See, now that is the kind of stuff that would get people to watch Miss America pageants again. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news anytime, anywhere at dailydoseofweirdnews.com. While you're there, you can download the free app for Apple or Android, subscribe to our YouTube channel, visit my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. Check it out at dailydoseofweirdnews.com. Oh, man. I'm just feeling like greatness right now, you know? You ever just have one of those days where you just wake up and... Everything just goes your way for some reason, and you just like, yo, you feeling, you just feeling like, man, you just feeling more awesome. <laughs> yeah. Woke up this morning, saw the sun shining, <laughs> had a good long sleep, so I was feeling all right. See, on top of that, had a stack of pancakes on my plate, side of toast, home fried eggs, and bacon for the taste. So, of course, we're feeling so marvelous, uh-huh. like because the good breakfast looks gorgeous. Yep. Got the relaxed, chill, bathing water, riches, uh-huh. how I felt inside, my life felt fixed. Yeah, 
है I was watching the Grammys on last night and I realized that the Grammys their board is trying to get Congress to tighten up on how music is distributed or making it fair across the board when the commercial industry has by I I it just hands down has had a bigger up on independent artists. So independent artists, if you didn't watch the Grammys last night, you need to do a search on what the Grammys is proposing. Uh, that Congress do to tighten up on how we can distribute your music. They want to make sure that it's fair across the board because they feel like the record sales are going down for the national artists. And they also said that talent will be limited in a few years if they don't put into action something that makes it a fair playing ground for all. Picture that, fair playing ground for all, when it wasn't that before. It was really hard and is really hard for an independent artist to get into the commercial world to get their music played on FM dials. But now they're feeling the pinch. You think the Grammys are feeling the pinch or commercial artists are feeling the pinch? Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's where that came from. We should have our own Grammys. I want to compose you. Write you into my sheets like Gershwin. Craft midnight music with my fingertips, then place lyrics on your skin with my lips. Intro insatiable, 16 kiss verse, hooked on your exhale, 16 stroke verse 2. Anticipation bridges one minute to the next, 16 stroke verse again. Orgasmic outro, classical, you are my rhapsody in blue. I sift through the dirt other men have done. 
plant a promise and cover it with my redemption. See, I work for that. So let it fertilize my commitment to our happiness. Watch me till this spill of dreams. Pick possibilities to weave into the fabric of our understanding. We'll wear work. Make every day our runway. Don't let this moment run away. Cause see, I look to the sky and wish on a shooting star. Saying, please stop running for me. Still into my smile so they can know why I've been thinking of you. Rest in my pupils, North Star. And baby, can you guide my dreams home? on our show, independent artists that are very talented, and I don't know where the Grammys got the idea that talent would die. What they're saying and what I felt like they were saying is that independent artists are going to take over and that it's going to be so unregulated that everybody is going to have an opportunity. They feel like there should be some structure and some guidelines so that they can continue to choose who gets to shine. I don't think that that's the way it should go down. We have people like Jerry Adams. Uh, Ida Devine, Jennifer Dunstan, um, Jay Nicole, uh, uh, going to say for real, um, X-Phase, uh, one of the new artists we heard last week, Chris Jasper, who's been on both sides of the industry, whether it's um, commercial or independent, he's now an independent, CST. So we have inspirational artists, we have hip-hop artists, we have um, rock, we have country, we have neo-soul like Tayanis. We have... A wide variety of music, and it's coming. There are some people that I know that are talking about doing an award show. So I will definitely keep you in the loop as I get information on that happening because it's only right, it's only fair that everyone who has talent is able to express it. And we can say safely that everyone who's in the industry isn't necessarily talented. Okay? So putting some more roadblocks up for independents, um, get over yourself. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That's what I say. Here's CST with Lost and Found.
I mean, it's great music, and, and of course, when we listen to something, whether we're the artist ourselves, I'm not an artist, a singing artist, but as we are, we're creating things, we can always grow and improve, and there's talent. Just because it has not been discovered commercially doesn't mean that the talent isn't out there and it doesn't exist. There's talent out there. There's lots of talent out there, and we have it here on This Needs to Be Said. A lot of our artists have performed nationally. They've perform more than just in their community. They have a huge following. Sorrentos is an excellent example of soft rock, and he has a huge following, and he's not a commercial artist. All of our artists on this needs to be said are independent artists. So to block them from being able to distribute their music, I think is um, is unfair. If the Grammys feels like they're losing ground, I think they should take another approach as opposed to trying to monopolize what is being put out there. This is Sorrentos. When I need to hear what needs to be said, 
I tune into This Needs to Be Said.
artists are socially conscious, just like the commercial artists. They have everything that the big names or the big, the widely exposed names have. So why should we shut them out and shut them down? I don't agree. In fact, we can have our own award show, and we can do it bigger and better than them, and we can actually have talented people there. We have a few talented people. We have Stevie Wonder and Smokey Robinson and um, Paul McCartney and uh, did I say Stevie Wonder already? I'm missing somebody. But you get what I'm saying. We have a lot of people that know about real music, and they've played instruments. Prince, of course. How could I forget the love of my life? But we have these artists that are talented, and then you get into this auto-tune and keyboard and synthesizing and whatever. Um, you lose what music really is and what it's really about because you – you don't understand it. You don't appreciate it. You, you're not in tune with it. You're just out here doing something, and if you have the right marketing campaign, you get big exposure. But the independent artists know better. They the, the part I didn't like and someone just shared with me on Twitter is, you know, one, they didn't – I don't think they even had a hip-hop category this year. Some of the hip-hop artists, they collaborated with someone else, so that's how they were heard last night. But there was not a category for that. And just the fact that they're shutting out, you know, the distribution or the ways that music can be dis, dis, um, distributed, the Grammys or the people who are eligible for Grammys are upset because they're they're getting lower record sales because there's better music out here for less, less overhead. And they're able to support people that they can see, touch, and feel that are everyday people just like themselves living their dream. So we have a lot of independent music here. And... Supporting those artists is what I'm about, shutting them out and making it more difficult for them to be able to share their gifts with us. I don't agree with it, not one bit. I don't like it. But the Grammys, I felt like a lot of the songs last night were very soothing. Now, I'm, I'm thinking of an award, ceremony, award show. It should be hype, full of energy. Um, it should be something that, you know, people just you're excited about. You're on the edge of your seat. It was kind of lulled to sleep. I mean, it was a lot of great music, don't get me wrong, but it didn't need to be a lot of slow music. It didn't need to be a lot of music that's just going to put you right to bed. Even though we finished up late last night, you don't necessarily want to be put to bed. Not like that, especially if you want to step to watch the news. They kind of messed you up, right? <laughs> well, I'm gonna play Jennifer Dustin for you. I'm, I'm just feeling. I'm just feeling like we should have our own. Maybe we should have our own on-air award show. We'll do the announcements and everything. You can listen on radio. But we have a lot of great music here. So how dare they want to block independent distribution? This is your girl Jennifer Dunstan, and I am rocking with "This Needs to Be Said." Take a listen to my new single, "Get Lit." Let's light up the talk, 
Listen, we got a lot of independent music here. Like I said, we can have our own Grammy show. So you just heard from Amanda Pollard. We're getting ready to talk politics with Valerie Sun. I want to know if he watched the Grammys last night. Did you watch them last night? I indeed did watch some of the Grammys last night. I was able to see uh, Madonna. I saw Kanye West perform. I saw uh, nice. Mary J. Blige. So I was indeed able to mm-hmm. watch some of the Grammys last night. Okay, good. My favorite part, and I didn't know it was going to happen, Prince came out to announce album of the year. And I'm sitting here trying to work my Twitter account, and I look up and I see him come out. And I was like, ah, just screaming crazy in the house and trying not to wake up those who had already gone to bed. And I was like, how are they going to do that? They're going to tell me he's coming out. 
but that was great, and I love what he said. You know, albums like Black Lives still matter. So that was that was um, a very moving moment for me. But what I've been sharing with everybody and my thoughts about the Grammys is they had one part where they're going to petition Congress so that they, they can regulate the distribution of music because all of our independent artists, they have other ways to get their music out there since it's tougher to get into the commercial market, and I don't think it's fair. So that was my little bit on that. And so I've been playing a little bit more music on Monday than I normally would because we have a lot of great talent that doesn't need to be shut back down because those with the bigger pockets can do so. So that was one of the things that they, they tried to say it like a nice thing last night, but I was like, as an independent artist, that that's not nice, you know. But what you got for us in the world of politics today? And, and uh, just on that note, that's true. Unfortunately, that, that happens in a lot of cases. Is those with the money um, kind of controlling a lot of things that take place. That's kind of very yeah. similar to what happens uh, what happens in politics. Um, mm. On this rainy day, on this rainy day here in Charlotte, we do have uh, several things that are taking place. Uh, some here locally as well as nationally. I guess the biggest thing that's happened locally is that the school board uh, was deadlocked on Thursday. I thought they would actually be able to appoint a new member to the school board, but they are hopelessly deadlocked. They like to say in legal terms, uh, but they four four vote. Now the board kind of came to this impasse between two candidates. And, again, the vote was spinning right down the middle of that 4-4. And we're talking about um, Lavester Flowers and Pat Martinez. The vote is split between those two people, again, 4-4. There was no public discussion of the candidates. Now, the school board had called a special mm-hmm. meeting to replace new member, um, I'm sorry, to replace George Waddell, who represents District 3. And many of us know now Ms. Waddell is now a member of the state senate. Instead, it came official last month after being elected in, okay. in November. So she had... Um, now I have to find someone else in that area, which encompasses most of from uptown through the university area is most of District 3. Um, George Dunlap represents that same region in the county commission. So you're looking to replace someone there now. Voting for Flowers was Chairwoman Mary McCray, Vice Chairman Tim Morgan, Ronald Lennon, and Ms. Bailey. Then on the voting for my teenager, Eric Davis, Paul Bailey, Kate, and Ms. Ellis Stewart, the stop tape. So you have a vote right down the middle. They're going to try to get together on Tuesday. It's a regular scheduled meeting where now all 11 candidates will again be nominated and they'll try to make a speedy decision or as quick as they can to put a member there because, of course, the issue now is you only have eight school board members. So votes can always be 4-4 without that ninth person. So it's kind of funny. You're looking to put someone in, but how are you going to decide to vote if it keeps being 4-4? So we'll see how that works out with getting mm-hmm. a new member of the school board and certainly getting some representation for members of District 3. Now, the School Board of Education on Thursday approved two new online charter schools that are eligible to begin enrolling students this fall. Now, legislators required the state board to approve two virtual charters for four-year pilot programs. Now, the North Carolina Virtual Academy, which is affiliated with K-12 Incorporated, and North Carolina Connections Academy, which is working with education and the conglomerate, they now have the two kind of separated. They will each be able to enroll up to 1,500 students this year. Now, students enrolled in virtual schools get most of their instruction online. Though parents are crucial, learning coaches for younger children just to guide them and show them, but the computer basically takes you through everything. They even have it when they put the headphones in and the person talks and it, it guides you through everything. It basically teaches you without having a teacher actually standing in front of you. Now, North Carolina Connections Academy, which unanimously approved, which also is going to mention the same thing. So I don't think we'll ever actually get away from what we call school, additional schools, but by having a virtual online, it certainly gives you more and more opportunities. Um, to, in fact, educate or advance education for your child by enabling them to do everything there. And it's basically a charter school where everything's virtual, everything's online. So 
So again, by them being approved, that just gives you two more opportunities to um, enroll your child in something of that magnitude. Where again, it won't be what we kind of call the traditional schools. So as I said, times they are changing. Uh, nationally, President Obama said uh, actually on last week that he is considering providing lethal aid to Ukraine, which has kind of been a big thing going on with him in Ukraine, and we've heard different things back and forth these days. But as not yet made decisions. He's holding out hope that the economic sanctions and diplomatic talks can succeed. And they're trying to convince Russian leader uh, Putin, uh, Vladimir Putin to withdraw from the country. Now, in the joint White House press conference with German Chancellor Angela Merkel, the president said he asked his team for alternatives to helping the Ukrainian government if the German-French diplomatic drive by the end of the worst bloodshed in five months should fail, which has really been kind of um, violent. Everything's been happening. Surely many of you have seen that on the news. Now, Merkel opposes arming the government. Now, the president said he agrees with her that the prospect of a military solution to this problem has always been very low, given the powerful Russian military. And you don't want to have a situation where our strongest people are going. You have Russia's strongest people. You have an all-out war of the magnitude of potentially one of the world wars. Now, in the face of the aggression of these bad decisions, we can't simply try to talk them out of it. We have to show them that the world is unified and opposing the cost. That was the quote from the president. Now, right now, you have about 5,200 people that have died and tens of thousands displaced since April. This is according to the United Nations data. Uh, when fighting erupted, a pro-Russian separatist declared independence from the eastern regions um, earlier, again, back in April. Now, the president is facing increasing pressure from Republicans on Capitol Hill to send arms to the Ukrainians battling Russian insurgents, including Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal, who we've talked about many times being a potential, a potential candidate for the 2016 Republican presidential nomination. Now, Monday, he had his voice to the chorus, endorsing more assistance to the Ukrainians, including arms. So this is certainly the, probably the top story that you're going to hear and see more of in the upcoming weeks because, again, we continue to see so many deaths taking place that this is a war going on in Ukraine. And, again, typically as it takes place, you look for the, the biggest, baddest country, which we are, we are to uh, intervene and bring in some of the high-tech military advances that we do have to try to help those in the Ukraine. It's just a matter of what do you send, when do you send it, how much do you send it, how much do we get involved. All those are crucial decisions that are going to have to be made by the president and his cabinet, and they're going to have to be made pretty soon because you know, as we're doing this show, as we're speaking, there are people that are dying and being killed in the uh, Ukraine. Here back in the state, Patsy Kiefer of Asheville was elected the state Democratic Party chairwoman on Saturday. She's taken over the time of financial challenges and deep in a part of the vision as the 2016 election cycle begins. Now, Kiva defeated four other candidates for the post. She's going to succeed Randy Voller, who spent um, two years as the party chairman. During that time, his spending and personal decisions were called into question, basically forced him to resign. Citing former U.S. Senator Kay Higgins' re-election campaign laws, Voller declined last year to run again for the chairmanship. Now, Kiva, who was the party's first vice president, ascended despite her own controversies. She was criticized for approving a sham letter that was mailed to Democratic voters last year. She takes the helm of a party at a time when Republicans, of course, control all branches of the government. And a state that was for many years a Democratic state, or blue state is right to call it. I'll keep it saying that defeating Republican Governor Pat McCoy, defeating U.S. Senator Richard Burr, and supporting the next Democratic presidential candidate are top three priorities now that she is, in fact, the um, chairman of the party. Now, Janice Covington of Charlotte and Marshall Adam of Jacksonville, Constance Johnson of Salisbury, and Ron C. on Raleigh were the other potential candidates. Um, Kiva is a former teacher. She's a state house member, congressional candidate, who won the election 
to the two-year term pretty easily. Adam was the second highest vote getter, but that seemed to be a unanimous selection for Ms. Kiefer. So you see us going to run the Democratic Party, and we certainly will see if any strides are made in the state over the next two years with her being in charge of the party. Senator Trudy Wade has filed this past Wednesday a very controversial bill. She filed it to reduce the size of the Greensboro City Council. And uh, she said of concerned voters in the business community who have brought to her attention their feeling of the size of it. Now, the only one to own up to advocating for the change is actually developer Roy Carroll, who lives in an area of the center point of downtown in um, Greensboro. So he's come out and said it's certainly something he's in favor of, but of course it would now be advantageous to him to do that because now you have a smaller council, fewer people to go to, fewer people to get approved from. Now, Wade's proposal would eliminate at-large representatives and redraw the city into seven districts, one in which four of the current city council members reside. The mayor would still be elected at-large, but have only one veto vote, which could be overridden by a vote of five city council members. The bill also changes the number of years from two to four. So in a nutshell, you're going to reduce the number of people that you have. You're going to go from four-year terms to two-year terms. You're going to tell the mayor he only has one vote, and you can override that. And you're going to go to seven districts where each person would now represent the district, and there'd be no at-large representatives, which means they kind of would all, you know, there's no difference in district one, district three, district five. You'd all kind of be in that one kind of shell together. Now, um, she didn't bother to talk to her constituents or current council members before releasing the plan. She just kind of came out and said, this is what we're going with. Uh, she was urged to do so. She was urged to put out a uh, definite proposal that everyone read and go over it, and again, she chose not to do that. Uh, she could have perhaps gotten uh, some uh, opinions from other people and just to see how it goes, people actually sit on council. But that's something she chose not to do. So we'll see how that uh, takes place down in Greensboro. Now, one thing about it, the plan drastically reduces the voter power and representation. And without a public outcry, I think this is probably going to go through. Now, there is a public session with the Guilford delegation at 7 p.m. this Thursday at the Greensboro City Council Chambers, which is located down on Washington Street in Greensboro. And there's something, this is certainly a prime opportunity, a prime idea of what we talk about many times here on the show, where now that you're aware that something's taking place, you can go out and voice your concern. The reason you should be concerned if you're a Greensboro resident, because, again, you're going to lose that large representation. You're going to have a smaller council. They're going to have longer terms, and they're actually going to have smaller power because now you're going to have seven people all representing different districts. So there's no one that's actually representing everyone. There's no voice of the, of the people, as you say. Because, of course, if I'm in District 3, that's where my concerns would be, or District 5 or 7 or whatever it would be. We're at large representatives, I suppose, you know, in air quotes, to be in favor of the entire city. So that's who you bring a concern to. But, of course, if I'm in District 3, something happened in District 7 won't be my major priority. It'll be that person who was in that district. So you lose that kind of uh, flexibility by not having someone in large. And, again, it's going to lessen the value of your mayor because your mayor's vote could simply be overridden as long as five of the council members um, go against it. So that would be significant change. And as we say all the time, if this, in fact, takes place, you can expect the same kind of things to happen in other cities, especially cities as large as Greensboro, because it would cut down on costs. It would cut down on, I guess, infighting and much of other because you got fewer people that you have to deal with. And you have a situation again where the mayor's power is a little less. So we'll see how that goes. But I can't urge people more than to come out to the Greensboro City Council meeting on Thursday and at least voice your concern over this. Make sure you have clear classification of what's going on. And if it's something that you truly are against, then make sure that you know Ms. Trudy Wade is the one, Senator Trudy Wade is the one who put this out. And you certainly can reflect that feeling and go into the polls in um, November. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Celia Burrell 
She was actually uh, in Raleigh on Friday. Now, she was there right ahead of the February 15th deadline to enroll for insurance under the Affordable Care Act, or as we all, many people call Obamacare. She touted the progress of the plan in North Carolina when leaders refused to set up a state marketplace and declined Medicaid expansion. The second enrollment shows about 480,000 North Carolinians have signed up for health insurance, including more than 60,000 in the Raleigh area. In the first two months, 92% qualified for federal assistance, uh, including graduate students. So, of course, they just got out and started to do it. Um, what we don't need is stress and uncertainty of not having health insurance, she said. She urged all the young people to get covered because, of course, there's no other coverage. You definitely have this. But the issue at hand is many Republicans, including our own uh, Senator Richard Byrne, plan to pass a repeal and replace the bill despite the veto threat. But for right now, the push is on to keep growing enrollment because, again, having, having uh, Obamacare or having some kind of care certainly means not having anything as many of our young people certainly fall into that category. Once they get too old to be on their parents' insurance, then there's something that they fall back on to do themselves. And in many cases, this is cheaper and more affordable than what they're doing if they remain with their parents or if there's something to uh, go to that. So that is one of the advantages amongst many, I think, of uh, the Affordable Care Act. But the main thing about it is that you want to make sure that you are covered and have some type of insurance, and this gives you a good option for it. So it's always good when you see someone of that uh, status coming into the North Carolina area and preaching for that. Now, uh, a couple of things out of South Carolina region, one being that uh, Governor Nikki Haley, who uh, really was angry and, and expressed her views to legislators for electing lawmakers' spouse as a judge on Wednesday, she cast a vote as a state representative in 2009 and helped another legislator's spouse become a judge. So I guess in that scenario, it's kind of like I'm fussing at you for putting someone in office, but in 2009, I did the exact same thing. Now, then Representative Nikki Haley, who was elected to Republican, cast a vote that helped Kai Hearn, whose husband was South Carolina House member at that time, win a seat on the South Carolina Supreme Court. In 2009, Haley voted with an overwhelming majority of lawmakers to defeat an attempt to remove her from the Supreme Court race and start over, seeking new candidates. As a result of that vote, Hearn unopposed after her two challenges withdrew automatically and won the Supreme Court seat. Now, when she was asked about that last week in the press conference, she responded by, basically saying that she voted for him, she didn't vote for him, she wasn't sure, she can't remember that election very well, I guess that's kind of political talk, you know, I can't recall, to the best of my recollection, that's kind of how it goes when uh, these things kind of are the funnel before you. Now, critics say Haley stands on the Hearn race, causing the question and complaints of nepotism. I guess lawmakers who voted Wednesday to elect Bill Funderburg, the wife of Democratic State Representative Lauren Funderburg of Camden, to the state's administrative law court, I'm sorry, to the law court. Now, Funderburg beat 16-year court incumbent Terrell Matthews, 87 to 50. The race between Funderburg and Matthews drove many lawmakers the wrong way. Now, part of it is because Bill Funderburg's marital ties is to a sitting legislator. But lawmakers also know that it is not illegal for the spouse of a lawmaker to run for a judge in South Carolina. Thursday, Haley explained in it's her own line of critique of the Funderburg-Matthews race. There is something wrong when a spouse of a legislator can come in and run for judge, and everybody else is too scared to vote for the challenger, which is what she feels happened. However, some lawmakers said that Haley's concerns about nepotism are very hypocritical. Again, considering back in 2009, she did apparently the exact same thing. State Representative Mike Pitts, who was a Republican out of Lawrence, who worked for the win legislators vote for Funderburg, said Haley is not crying nepotism when the spouses of GOP lawmakers have sought appointments, which has happened three times, actually. Now, the two-term government has faced questions about nepotism and cynicism 
but she replaced uh, a popular university of South Carolina trustee with a campaign donor. When her daughter landed a job at the state house gift shop, and more recently when a close friend and campaign donor was nominated to run for the state's environmental agency by that agency board, which did not consider other candidates, she kind of put right in. So it seems as if uh, Governor Haley is going both ways based on what side of the fence you're on. If you're a Democratic candidate, as she seems to be nepotism, this is outrageous. When it's a Republican candidate, it seems to be something she kind of endorses. So uh, just based on kind of the facts and what you see, that seems to be a very interesting case because of the question. Many of the views of the governor kind of seems as if she's uh, both sides of the fence just from reading it in what seems to be taking place down in Columbia, South Carolina. One other story from out of that that I thought was very interesting was we saw Monica Williams Hudgens. Um, she was a 12-year-old black Panther sympathizer who had formed the opinion that the white people were evil and devils. However, her mother sat her down and told her who her grandfather was. Surprisingly to her, her grandfather was sitting to Strom Thurmond. Many of us remember a few years ago when Strom Thurmond's uh, uh, daughter, uh, Mae Washington, Mae Washington Williams, came out and said that she was, in fact, the daughter of Senator Strom Thurmond, and uh, Strom Thurmond, who we all know for many years was known for his racist views and his uh, attitudes towards minorities, actually, in fact, had a uh, biracial daughter. The biracial daughter was a product of a relationship he had uh, as a young man with a 15-year-old black housekeeper. And you can go on for Senator Thurmond for years because it was many, many years later before he actually had children of his own, well into his 60s, before he had children of his own after having this child uh, early in his 20s. Wednesday night at Country University Auditorium at the Tillman Hall which has been the center of controversy. Now, the student groups pushed to change the name because the namesake's violent racist. William Hudson didn't bring up the topic until asked and wouldn't take sides on it. So I guess to sum that up, here you have a building that's named after Strom Thurmond. There are many people now in Clemson that think that's an outrage to honor this man and have a building named after this man who was such a racist and separatist based on everything we knew about him. But on the flip side, in fact, he not only had those views, but he took care of him and supported a daughter for many years. Uh, that was through a uh, relationship with a, with a black woman. And he was aware of who she was. And according to her story, he was involved with her and he sent money and every time she spent with him. But uh, she never came out, that being uh, Ms. Washington Williams, she never came out publicly because she knew what to do with his career. But she actually died uh, two years ago. But she kept quiet again about her father, who her father was, until after he had died. And we all remember Strong Thurmond to be well over 100 years old. She, um, Kept quiet after his death, and she came out. And like I said, two years later, two years after coming out, she actually died. Now you have her daughter, which is the granddaughter, speaking at Clemson University, saying that before you say all these terrible things and change the name of this building, understanding that it was my grandfather, there were some good things she's done. So imagine the kind of uh, dichotomy she must face, knowing that that many people are against this name that's on there, but it's already been named Star Third Building. They're in favor of changing the name based on what he's done. And that has been a big topic at Clemson University. Reverend Jesse Jackson's even been down there to speak. And then there's a certain heated topic. But I thought it was very interesting they were bringing his granddaughter and let her tell you her views because she's certainly seen it from both sides of the spectrum. One other thing I do want to get in, um, Justice Clarence Thomas, we all remember Clarence Thomas, he criticized his Supreme Court colleagues on Monday for refusing to block same-sex marriage in Alabama until the court resolves the issue nationwide which is going to happen in a few months. Thomas said, um, in his opinion, that the court's Alabama order should have been seen as a signal that the justices already decided they would declare that gay and lesbian couples have a right to marry under the Constitution. Thomas wrote that the court looks the other way as yet another federal district judge cast aside state laws, which is, in fact, what happened. And that uh, there's a claim 
may well be seen as a signal of the court's intended resolution of that question, meaning that a state has put something down. People above that have said, no, we're going to do this without the actual forming of a, of a committee and actually before going to the Supreme Court. Alabama became the 37th state in which same-sex couples could marry. Following the U.S. District Judge Colleague Grande's ruling in January, they struck down an unconstitutional the state statutory and constitutional bans on gay marriage. Now, Grande put her order in hold on last Monday to let the state prepare for the change. The state asked Attorney General Luther Strange uh, for a delay to be extended for at least two months. A probate judge in Alabama began issuing marriage licenses on Monday to same-sex couples, some of whom have been lined up for hours. The Supreme Court often frees lawsuits in place when they raise the same issue the courts already has agreed to decide upon. A sex October, the justices have repeatedly turned away state requests to keep same-sex marriage from taking place until all appeals are resolved. Alabama's plea is the fifth uh, to take place, and it's the first since the court stepped into the issue on last month. So it's a very significant because um, Judge Thomas appears to be correct. that There's no need in us waiting on the decision when it appears that the writing is on the wall for exactly what the decision is going to be and what is going to take place, which, as we've said several times during the show, now you're up to 37 states. It's just a matter of time before all 50 states fall in back with that. And the last story, many people have read and heard about uh, Tom Tillis and his issue with washing your hands. Uh, it's been on several different news outlets, it's been several different stories. I think it may perhaps have been taken out of context, but what I'm reading and hearing about it is that um, at an appearance on last week, speaking before a bipartisan policy center, policy center um, Representative Senator Tillis actually volunteered a story, kind of just came up as they were talking about a story, and where his bias towards Washington hands became became an issue. He said he was at a Starbucks back in 2010, talking to a woman about regulations and where businesses should be allowed to opt out of. His conflict companion challenged him, asking whether employees should be required to wash their hands. He said, as a matter of fact, I think it is one where I think it illustrates the point perfectly, he recalled. He said they didn't have a problem with Starbucks, so they choose to opt out of this policy as long as they post a sign that says, we don't require employees to wash their hands, even after leaving the restroom. He said that they put that sign up that the market would take care of itself. As just one example, Attila told a story with his right hand raised, and he was pointing for emphasis. If you see him tell the story that he's he's going and he's telling them exactly why they don't have to wash their hands, put up the sign, you have a right for it. He concluded this is the best example of how most businesses who post signs telling customers that food workers didn't have to wash their hands. They will likely go out of business. He called that the free market system. So, again, everything you've heard about, that's really all that it said is that. He would he would be in favor and would vote for the every restaurant to say they do not require their workers to wash their hands as long as there was a sign telling you as such that there will be no regulations, there'd be no rules, and he certainly would be in favor of that. But currently now that is a federal law that I guess there's no way you really can enforce it. I don't know how we would know ever in the restaurant if someone actually truly is washing their hands after using the restroom. I don't know how you police that other than putting the stuff in place for it. But that's kind of what that was. So many people have heard that and we've talked about it this week, but my understanding is he was just simply giving an example of a time, and he's giving you the example of uh, basically what you have the opportunity to do that when you have, basically, like you said, the free market, when you have a choice as a consumer as to what you choose to do, long as signs are posted. So we'll see, in fact, how that goes. But I don't know if that, not that I ever support one way or the other, but I don't know if it's as bad as people have made it out to see as if this man is just crazy and he would even uh, put something like that out. Typically, when these things happen, well, upon further review, it definitely mm-hmm. makes definitely made great conversation. And when I brought it up to you, you said it was probably taken out of context. And so yes. here we are. And he was right. If you put up that our employees are not required, you know, to wash their hands even after going to the bathroom, they would go out of business. And it's good to hear that 
Um, Joyce Waddell is now, you say, on the Senate? Yes. She won yeah, so, uh, I mean, the election things, back in November. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great things happening in politics. And, you. I mean, you, you can try to be careful with what you say, but people are looking for a headline, especially, you know, certain people in media. So... They're, and it, and it yes. gets people interested, and it, it strikes up a conversation. But it's his perspective, you know, um, versus it's his point of view. But what's going to keep people in business is putting that sign up. So I mean, that, that's simply put, and nobody brought that perspective. So I, that's what caught my attention when you were when you were saying that. I know we talked about him. Not, I thought he was just nasty, but you cleared that up <laughs> for me. And I said, well, you, you got a point there. If I knew that you had a choice not to wash your hands, because some people don't wash their hands anyway. But right. if I knew that, that you know, it's within your rights not to wash your hands and to handle my food, we got a problem. So as you do every week, you bring us interesting things in the world of politics and things people wouldn't even think were politics, like a bathroom sign about washing your hands, even though it says it's a state law. Um, however, mm-hmm. it, it, it's politics. It's all around us. It's in our lives, and we can't get away from it. So it's going to help us by, you know, tuning in each week, talking politics with Valerie Sun. So thank you. As you do each week, you bring us the news we can use, and you even amuse us a little bit. I'm, look, I'm rhyming. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you back here on next week for more Talking Politics. But in the meantime, people can join you on Facebook on the Talking Politics page. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.